Let's go. What a lovely day! Andy, there's a whole world out there. Jump in. Can you dig it? Yeah. You must always pay strict attention. I was just completely enamored by it the entire time. Dude, he did not have to go that hard. I know, man, isn't it wild? The Jared cast. So it begins. Are you hit record already? Yeah, I just uh, did. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Woo! Welcome to the Jared cast. Hello, hello, hello. Uh. Uh, ladies and gents and everyone else, um, uh, welcome to our uh, review of Bottoms. Finally, after all, oh. after all the hype that uh, Jared Lombardo <laughs> single-handedly put into the world, <laughs> <laughs> after all of Jared Lombardo's uh, hype that he's put into the world, he, uh, we, we we finally arrived at our destination that we've been anticipating since. It's premiere at South by Southwest on March 11th. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, um, I'm excited to get into it. My name is Jared Ancanen. With me is Jared Lombardo. How are you doing today, Jared? I am fantastic. I'm very excited to talk about this movie. I've been dying to talk about it with somebody for, <laughs> for a while now, for months. Um, I, I rewatched it, and it was just as good, if not better, the second time. Spoiler, a positive review, mm-hmm. uh, in case you haven't listened to this podcast this year. Um, and it couldn't come at a more perfect time. Uh, Usher was just announced as the Super Bowl halftime show, so it's like we're in 2004 all over again. <laughs> we're getting transported right back into time. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> we're also getting transported in time with our uh, our top fives today, aren't we? We certainly are. We certainly are. So we're going to do two top fives um, since we have no second film today. Um, we're doing our best 2000s movies and our best 2000s pop albums. Very mm-hmm. apt for uh, this one, I think, because Bottoms is, you know, by the admission of the director, very heavily influenced by um, Bring It On and Superbad and all the, all the good old goodies that we love from back then. Um, and Charlie XCX certainly took inspiration from a lot of mu- music back then. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say for my pop album list, like there's a couple on here that are very, very loosely pop just because, okay. um, I don't know. I feel like for like the biggest ones, like Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears, like most of my favorite stuff of theirs is like in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, I was I was really trying hard to figure out like which albums are like actually like so um yeah I'll um do you want to start or do you want me to start with albums? Uh you can start. you already got me intrigued for, for this, so hit us with your with your number five. So my number five is um it, it is definitely pop. This one is definitely pop. Um and it I think is the ultimate guilty pleasure album. I think there's there's not a bad vibe on this one at all, um, featuring uh, one of the biggest male pop artists of all time as the lead singer and a host of uh, iconic, uh, it, just 
yeah, yeah, just it's 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 in sync. No strings attached. It has to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, came out in the year two thousand. Uh, it's uh, it's gonna be me and uh, bye 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 to name uh, two just uh, iconic um, tracks. I think when you think of the two thousands pop and you think of guilty pleasure. Uh, pop this is the the first one that comes up um but i also just i i think there are some legit jams on here like uh space cowboy is is really cool uh featuring left eye and uh um yeah uh uh as much as i wanted to include uh future sex love sounds uh it has to be no strings attached just because i miss i miss the band and i'm glad they're getting back together yeah yeah um I mean, it was it was inevitable. We'd we'd get at least some JT representation, mm-hmm. uh, if not in sync representation, um, and and we'll hear probably some more <laughs> later. Um, my my top five is very strictly pop. I wanted okay. to keep it as like hardcore, like as pop as pop comes for for my list, um, and that was tough. It, it was was not easy. Um, but at number five, we've got we've got banger after banger here uh, with "Breakaway" by Kelly Clarkson. Um, Hell yeah! I was dude. really hoping this would be on your list. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot tell me that since you've been gone, is it like one of the most electric songs of all time? <laughs> Still good. It goes so unbelievably hard. This album holds up to this day. The first three tracks, uh, "Breakaway," "Since You've Been Gone," "Behind These Hazel's Eye," "Hazel Eyes," is just banger, banger, banger. Um, and even like the second half of the album's got some some great B sides. It is it's fantastic. Um, she's she's the goat of American Idol for me. Sorry, Carrie. Um, I know, I know, Ooh. I know. <laughs> we're, we're getting the hot takes out here early. Um, yeah, I just think it's fantastic. I love this album. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna try to. Gonna try to just put the Carrie Underwood slander out of my mind right now and, uh, <laughs> and move on to my number four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't dig your don't dig your keys in the pretty little souped up four wheel drive. All right, <laughs> try um, to refrain yourself. I will try. I will try. Um, my number four is uh, a little bit um, off of like mainstream pop. This is. Um, Definitely more art, art pop, little bit of alt rock influence, little bit of hip hop influence. But I think this album became so iconic and so synonymous with the 2000s that it's I I, I just think of it as pop. Uh, and that album is Demon Days by Gorillaz. I think, um, I, I yeah, to, to like even though it has the raps in it, I think uh, Feel Good Inc is a pop song to me. Um, and I and, and I do think that that Damon Albarn doesn't want to pigeonhole his his gorilla stuff into a single um, into a single genre, um, and I think that's why it works as both uh, you know pop hip hop rock album. Um, mm. And yeah, I, I love Gorillas, and this is one of their best. Yeah, yeah, they they were on my list originally, and I was like. I need to make it more poppy. So I got rid of them. Otherwise, they'd be like a number one, number two. Easy. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Demon Days is, is a near perfect album. Plastic Beach is a near perfect album. Yeah. Um, it was a struggle yeah. to pick which one. 
you, you can't you can't go wrong either way. So I'm glad it's still I'm glad it's still coming up here. Mm-hmm. Um, my number four uh, is Future Sex Love Sounds. Yeah. <laughs> I already got a shout out. Um, I just kind of like solo JT over in sync. I think mm-hmm. that's just where my nostalgia lies. And that's where it comes down to. I didn't listen to as much in sync as I did JT. Um, it was pretty much a toss up between this and Justified. I love Pharrell's production on Justified. Um, and I think he pops up on a couple of tracks here too. Um, but like, I don't know. Sexy Bag? <laughs> like, what album has that? The other doesn't. So it's, that's what it comes down to. What goes around comes around is, is fucking amazing. This this album just brings back so many childhood memories, and um, and it just makes me happy every time. I do think it drags a little. I think Justin Timberlake is bold, having like seven minute songs after seven minute <laughs> songs on his albums. But you know, man, the, he pulls it off. So like, as long as I'm in the mood for it, I don't feel that drag, and and I'm I'm all ears. Truly, truly wild. Um, this one is. More straightforward pop, uh, still very artsy, but of course, of course, I had to do uh, The Fame Monster by Lady Gaga. Uh, Lady Gaga. um, This was kind of, I think, where she really struck me as like, oh shit, she's actually a genius. Um, (laughs) Because she's so outlandish and crazy at the start of her career. Um, And um, not that that's a bad thing, but like when I was a little kid, I didn't know any better. I was like, ew, ew, that's gross. What is she doing? Um, And then uh, I kind of gave up on the music and then my friends reintroduced me to her my sophomore year of high school. I gave her music a chance. I watched the fucking paparazzi performance where where she had her legs sliced open and blood streaming down it. Like iconic shit. Iconic shit. Love, <laughs> love, love. Paparazzi and Alejandro are still some of my favorite Lady Gaga, two of my favorite Lady Gaga songs. Um, even though she's had some amazing uh, uh, work since this album come out and she's grown as a vocalist since this album's come out, um, I still think this is uh, my... F- uh, yeah, I think it's my favorite Lady Gaga album. Um, and my third mm-hmm. favorite pop album. Pop album of the 2000s yeah yeah i think i think gaga could probably you could probably make a case that she owned 2000s pop (laughs) like it was Mm kind of just her um not just her but like she she kind of ruled over that domain and the fame monster is is her peak it's my favorite lady gaga album and it's my number three 2000s pop album (laughs) (laughs) finally some crossover (laughs) let's go same number (laughs) uh yeah alejandro is is crazy good even like bad romance monster just dance like Uh still gets stuck in my head even if i hear like one chord from it um it's it's a crazy crazy album like the the deluxe version i'm looking right now it's an hour and 28 minutes and it's bop after bop start to finish. Like, it's it's nothing but heat. Um, her vocals are insane. The production is like, it's it's kind of peak 2000s pop in its sound, but it doesn't sound dated or like old or kitschy at all. It still sounds like she was on the cutting edge and still kind of is, even though it came out like 2008, 2009. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's a crazy album. Definitely go back and listen to it if, if it's been too long because it, it deserves a revisit for sure. 100%. Uh, one that I've been uh, revisiting constantly for the past like couple months. I've just been bumping this album. Uh, and uh, yeah, I forgot that it came out like way back then. And I think it was 2006. Um and I forgot how, because because one song is so ridiculously popular, uh, I forgot how good the rest of the album was. Uh, of course, of course, of course, my number two is Saint Elsewhere by Gnarls Barkley. Um, very loosely pop, but uh, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, Crazy is just absolutely, mm-hmm. like, yeah, talk about iconic. That's that's the most iconic. Um, and then, of course, the track Saint Elsewhere, Gone Daddy Gone. Um, yeah, Feng Shui is uh, just one of my favorite CeeLo Green performances. Um, and yeah, I think as far as collab albums go, I think this is one of the best albums of all time. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I love Saint Elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I need to go back and, and listen to it again. I, I kind of just wrote it off as like not poppy enough for my list, but also I've been in a I've been loving CeeLo Green again recently. I've been like going back and listening to like his old Dungeon Family stuff, and like it's been all great. Um, and so I, I think I need to take that that deep dive to Saint Elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but a great pick, a great pick. Um, my number two is going to take some some controversy i think Mm -hmm. um because of the albums i've put it ahead of and um it also came out january 1st 2010 but like (laughs) (laughs) you know that shit was done before that day so i'm counting it as a 2000s album um and that's animal by kesha (laughs) (laughs) i love it I genuinely it. i th- I think this is one of the best pop albums of all time. I think she was way ahead of her time. I think we're hearing like a resurgence of stuff that she was doing then now with like hyper pop and like Charlie and Hunter Gex and that kind of stuff. Um, I think she could write a hook like no other. Um, there's a 303 feature. <laughs> so that alone gets, gets a bonus. But like, your love is my drug, TikTok, blah, blah, blah. Like, dinosaur even. These were all hits, dude. Every yeah. single song on this album is a damn hit. <laughs> like, And it's, I don't know, it feels so ahead of its time looking back on it now. At the time, I hated it. Same me, I, like 2010 me, I was like, this is garbage. This is the reason music sucks these days. Why can't everybody be like Metallica? What is happening? Um, and now I'm just in my car like, TikTok. <laughs> like, I don't know what happened, man. I'm, I'm less jaded now, and this album's genius. <laughs> I love it. I think Kesha deserves more praise. I, I agree with you on every point. Literally, the only reason it wasn't on my thing was because of the release date. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, a, Animal is just oh, so good. It's so, <laughs> so, so good. good. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, shout out Kesha. Um, mm-hmm. 
one of the greats. Uh, also one of the greats um, is Amy Winehouse. My number mm-hmm. one is Back to Black. Jazz pop, but yeah. still pop. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like this album means a lot to me personally. Um, and I think the the themes in the writing, the music itself, the uh, just the 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 really amazing choices that she makes with her with her voice. Um, I didn't even know that that uh, that like pop could sound like that um, before I listened to this album. And yeah, like it's it's just it's just so like perfect for me personally too. Like, sp- like yeah, it's you know got record of the year, and uh, you know it's it, it like everybody loves it. But like just I don't know something about the way that she sings, like like desperately wanting to be understood and desperately wanting to be seen and loved, and like man, that's that's so good. It, it works so well, and I think it, it it's so. Um, uh it's so telling of the way we all felt back then in the 2000s and i think um yeah back to black by amy winehouse uh was was the first one i wrote down uh just because that was an easy number one for me i love that album a lot yeah yeah it was the first one i wrote down too um, oh but, but then I switched it because oh, I okay. think it was popping up. Uh, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm glad I did because now we have more albums on here. So, yes, um, yes. but yeah, it's it's an incredible album. It's one of the best of all time. She's one of the best of all time. Um, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, and I love that it brought like old school sound back, but not like sampling it or like do it, but like just just sing like sing like billy holiday <laughs> just sing like some shit you love um i love it it's 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 amazing um my number one um it's probably the furthest straying from pop on this list but like not very far at all um we we couldn't really talk about pop in the 2000s uh without mentioning this person's name um sorry katie perry it ain't you uh <laughs> it's rihanna Ooh. good girl gone bad dude <laughs> like good choice. this, good this choice. shit was uh so influential for music to come um it's perfectly 2007 at the same time despite looking far in the future um amazing features on this thing but like rihanna just kills it her mm-hmm. vocals are insane. The production's insane. Hook after hook after hook on this thing. Um, it's emotional, but it's sexy, but it's it's got like stuff to say, but it won't shove it down your throat because it's still pop. Um, it's yeah, it's amazing. I love this album, um, and so is my number one. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I love girl, good girl gone bad. Um, yeah, my my favorite Rihanna is is anti, and I think that's why I didn't include it. But mm. um, yeah, that's an album that I think that is like so synonymous with the time, and so synonymous with like uh, pop culture at the, of the mm-hmm. time. Like I can't mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. yeah. 
that one and maybe uh what's it called uh fucking oh fame monster yeah that one and fame monster i feel like that's those are the ones that perfectly capture like what it was like yeah. back then <laughs> i guess 100 yeah percent and I, I do agree anti-anti anti is better, but it just came out too late. So I, I think this is almost as good. <laughs> For sure. Uh, movies next? You want to start or you want me movies to start? Movies next. Um, I can start. Go it's, for it. This one, is, this one was tough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down, let's see. 14 uh, movies that could all be my number one. <laughs> it was basically a 14-way tie. Yeah. Um, narrowing it down was impossible. Um, so take take all of this, especially the order with a grain of salt. Um, but my number five, it gets mentioned too much <laughs> in, in, in pop culture. Um, but I think people still don't give it enough credit for like, how good it is. Um, and I think it pairs well with bottoms today um, because it hits satire, but also excels in its, in its own genre that it's satirizing. Um, and that's motherfucking Shrek, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. Every time I rewatch it, I'm like, this is a fucking 10 out of 10. I hate to say it. The soundtrack's incredible. The performances are incredible, despite nameless Scottish accents. Um, <laughs> and the animation's beautiful. It's hilarious. There's adult jokes. There's kids' jokes, and they all land. Um, it, it's fucking perfect, man. <laughs> Shrek is love, and Shrek is life. Like it is, and Shrek is number five. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that you were building. So super bad, and then Shrek. <laughs> it's awesome. No, I I love this movie as well. I think that's it. yeah. Um, that was my favorite movie as a little kid. I still remember like being um, in the theater, and I I remember the exact seat that I was in. It's it's such a good movie. Such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number five is a lot of people's number one, <laughs> um, but I think for me. Uh, the other four are just, they just strike a better chord with me. I, although I do think that this movie is, um, uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's one of those rare ones where there's no, it's one of those rare dramas where there are really no holes and really no, uh, uh, really nothing I can say bad about it. Um, and that is, of course, there will be blood um, by Paul Thomas Anderson, I uh, starring Daniel Day Lewis, and I think Daniel Day Lewis his best performance. Um, introduced the world to Paul Dano, and yeah, man, um, it, we 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 have a whole ass episode about it. That's three hour, three and a half hours long. Um, definitely go check it out. Um, some of the most beautiful anamorphic footage of uh, the Valley that you've ever seen and it doesn't look like the valley of today but when you break down the the darkness of the humanity in this movie it it is like the valley today a lot of it and um yeah uh people like the the film bros will be mad at me when they see what i've picked over this movie um but i think i think i don't think jared will be surprised when he when he hears my 
but but yeah. I don't think I'm getting surprised by your list at all at no. all today. Um, no. If anything, I'm kind of surprised this cracked your top five. Not yeah. not saying that you don't love this film, but like I don't know. I I just expected it to kind of kind of get squeezed out. Um, it didn't get squeezed out of my list because it's my number four. So we can just keep talking about it. We could have another three hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think it's. Ooh, I think it's very close to being PTA's best, if not his best. It's probably his best for me. Um, I love that it brought us Paul Dano. Um, <laughs> and I can't get enough of him uh, since this. Uh, I think it's Daniel Day-Lewis's best. I think it's one of the best edited films of all time. I think it's one of the most beautifully shot films of all time. Um, it's gripping for its entire like two hour and what like thirty minutes, thirty mm-hmm. something minutes. Um, it's there's not like a dull moment despite it being like kind of a slower paced historical drama, which is usually not my my uh, field that I go to. But I love every single minute of this film. Um, it is ridiculously good and deserves all the praise it gets and it gets a lot of praise (laughs) Uh, this movie my number four also gets a lot of praise but i don't think ever gets enough praise um because hot Hot fuzz is a damn near perfect movie (laughs) and it's about as close to a perfect comedy as we'll get um and uh yeah i think it's the most rewatchable out of the cornetto trilogy um, although the other two are very rewatchable and are very good, I think also the the writing um, with, between Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright, there, there's just there's so many like clever payoffs to so, to literally every single line of dialogue in the first fifteen minutes. Like everything gets realized into this beautiful joke. It's like a beautiful joke. And it's also a really funny action movie that pays homage to Bad Boys 2 and Point Break in a small town in England. And it and it works so well. It works so Yo. well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And um, we'll be hearing about it later, probably. Maybe, <laughs> maybe not. We'll see. Oh. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. People say like Chinatown is the perfect script and you should study it. I think Hot Fuzz is the perfect script and people should study it. (laughs) Everything is there for a purpose, uh, and everything gets a laugh at later. Um, but we're not there because by number three, spirited away. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's yeah, it's it's cliche a lot of this list is. Um but it's cliche for a reason. Like so beautiful. This is like this was my introduction to like Japanese animation and anime films and um it's set the highest standard that it's yet to be <laughs> achieved. Um, there's a couple of films that have come close, even a couple studio Ghibli films uh, that have come very close. But like, I don't know. At the end of the day, it's it's another perfect movie. <laughs> nothing nothing is is lacking in this in this film at all. Um, and, and so it's got to be my number three. Yeah. I love Spirited Away as well. It did get squeezed out, but honestly, if 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 I like shuffled all the names 
uh, of my of numbers five through ten on my two thousands mm-hmm. lists. Uh, I think it wouldn't matter. I love Spirited Away. Um, And it carries so many, like, awesome memories and and, uh, notes of nostalgia because we we grew up with it and because uh, it's aged beautifully um, and it's still, I think, even more relevant today. Um, Mm -hmm. And, yeah, love it. Uh, My number three is also an anime. Um, but it is not uh, Spirited Away. It is Paprika. Uh, the final I didn't feature... even realize that was 2000. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> it's the final uh, feature film by Satoshi Kon. Um, it was my first movie watching. Um, it was the first Satoshi Kon movie I watched. I think, you know, talk about perfect editing. This is this one like taught me what editing meant. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it's it's a really beautiful um, uh, meta cinematic story about like learning to love uh, your dreams and learning to embrace your dreams. But it's also a really scary story about nightmares and about what nightmares can do to your body and to your mind. Um, it's it's it, it balances the horror and the sci-fi and the comedy and the action so perfectly well uh paprika is such a fun and interesting lead um because there's not really much you know about her but i think that's what makes her work like she's literally the girl of your dreams and um i think the like choosing to keep her at a distance like uh makes her that much more iconic in my head um and i love every other character as well uh yeah paprika number three yeah um that's incredible it's <laughs> it blew my mind when when you introduced me to it and has been on my mind since um, <laughs> uh, a fantastic pick it might not crack my top five had i remembered it came out in the 2000s but it would have made the short list that i have here for sure mm-hmm. um yeah without a doubt uh what did make my list though was Children of Men. Ooh. I love this movie. I think it's beautiful. I think it's got um, two of the best long takes in cinema history. Uh, I think it's my it's my favorite kind of sci-fi where it's like not too distant sci-fi, like future dystopian, um, where it's like not out of the realm of possibility, but it's like uh, disconnected from our world a little bit. Um it's it's horrific it's so tense um you you care deeply for every single person you you come across on this path um and there's there's moments that are like engrossingly beautiful and then like get ripped away from you immediately um and yeah i i absolutely adore this movie i i think it's also a perfect movie <laughs> pretty much all all my top 15 that i wrote down are are 9.9s or 10s <laughs> yeah um that's probably my favorite clive owen performance as well mm-hmm. um and i think it's the only sci-fi movie to make my mom cry like mm-hmm. it's really really good it's such a good movie and it's so easy to forget that it's sci-fi because the world is so fucked in yeah. in the children of men. Um yeah, that the the last battle scene at the end is mm-hmm. like, oh my god, dude. 
Oh my god. That moment where they all like pause when they <sighs> discover and then just fucking it. Right. So good. Diet. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um my number two, talk about goddamn man. Old boy. Uh mm-hmm. this was on my list even before it was re-released. Um I, I had been trying to make a two thousands list just for myself. Um and that's why you wanted to do this. You just wanted to pull the trigger on finally doing it. Huh? <laughs> well we'll see. I still have a lot to that I that I haven't seen from then that I want to watch to hold up to my stuff. But yeah, old boy woo wee. This is uh sometimes hard to watch. Um, but uh, still a very, I think, appropriately abrasive movie. Um, this is kind of a movie that you need to shock your system into appreciating uh, the more audacious side of cinema. Um, and this is also a perfect gateway into South Korean cinema. Um, those guys go hard in the paint. Um, and uh, and, and, and when, whenever they do comedy, whenever they do romance whenever they do action or thriller or drama or tragedy um and old boy covers it all um mm-hmm. it's really freaking good and they make so many weird choices in the editing that uh i never <laughs> would have thought <laughs> yeah <laughs> um uh, it's so weird but so good and uh, yeah i love old boy love old boy yeah yeah um it was it was going back and forth between like <laughs> between track for my number five um and all of these kind of jumped around but it was like on the list off the list on the list off the list um the the only thing that kept it off and which is weird because i also respect the hell of the actor for this commitment but with the octopus scene um it just doesn't sit <laughs> well in the animal rights part of my brain. Um, but it's badass. And I, <laughs> the first time I was like, fuck yeah. Um, yeah. But I, think but I'm it, just, I don't know. I think I'm just callous because I've seen so many lobsters die on Food Network. That it's yeah. like, <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, just but octopus are just too smart. I even like, I've made the conscious decision. They're the only animal that I like don't eat anymore is oh, octopus really? okay, and, squid, okay. and squid. Um, and so it just didn't sit that well with me. Um, but fuck, is it a good movie? <laughs> like, it's <laughs> such a good movie. Yeah. Um, I think it started my, my love for South Korean cinema. I think it was like this and... Um, maybe even Snowpiercer, even though it's like the most westernized <laughs> South Korean movie you could sure. you could do. But it opened the gates, um, and and I think it deserves credit for that. Um, but Old Boy is is phenomenal, um, and if you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Watch it, weirdo. <laughs> oh, you fucking freak. <laughs> anyway, my number one's Hot Fuzz. I uh, kind of spoiled it earlier, <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> I think I think it's uh, the the most perfect comedy there is. I think the script is uh, insane, insanely good. Every moment of this is hilarious or engaging or a reference to something. Nothing makes me laugh and smile more than when he bad boys to into the air. Um, <laughs> 
It's so good. I, I also very recently rewatched this after I had made my list. Um, and it's, yeah, it's the ultimate feel-good movie. It's the best of the Cornetto trilogy. Um, it's the most rewatchable movie of all time. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it. I think it is. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's perfect. It's my number one. For the greater good. The greater good. good. (laughs) Yarp. (laughs) I've started saying yarp and narp at work, and it's it's become a problem. (laughs) I didn't realize until, like, like two years ago that that was the hound from (laughs) Game of Thrones. I didn't realize that until, like, four days ago when I rewatched it. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, so good, dude. My number one should uh, is most common number ones I see are Children of Men, uh, uh, No Country for Old Men, or There Will Be Blood. But I don't know why. I feel like I feel like Mulholland Drive is just such a such a film person movie. I feel like I don't know. I feel like a weirdo. Even though it's because because like not many people would pick it as their number one of the two thousands, mm-hmm. but I, I, yeah, I, I it's so good, so good, and um, I it's probably because it's less accessible than those other three. Um, yeah. Didn't the, make mine because it just confuses me every time <laughs> I watch it. <laughs> I'm still yet to make sense of it. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that mine has Billy Ray Cyrus playing himself, <laughs> like. That should be yeah. that should, that, points. Should, that should make it the, the ultimate two thousands movie. Um, mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, the re- the reason I love it is because I've I've been a fan of David Lynch for a long time. Um, this was one of the movies that I watched. Like, I didn't start with this one um, when I went into his filmography, and uh, I think it made me appreciate him as a filmmaker more. To me, this was the buildup of everything that he was doing from like the '60s to then to, to, to the year mm. 2000. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a lot of the world's introduction to Naomi Watts, who's one of the, uh, my favorite actresses of all time. Um, I think she was perfectly cast. I think, uh, yeah, the, um, as whichever character she is or whichever character she's not, um, <laughs> I think Justin Thoreau as the director is also perfect. Uh, so so beautifully douchey, um, and so beautifully uh, realized and fleshed out. And the movie's like like a lot of my other picks, a perfect blend of comedy and uh, more like sinister, dreadful vibes. Um, the the scene with the cowboy, I don't even know what that scene is, but it's perfect. Um, and yeah, I, I think this is one of those movies that's like a desert island movie where I could I could watch this over and over and over again and never get tired of it and always try to figure out something new about it. Um, and that's why it's my number one, Mulholland Drive. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's incredible. I'm just, my brain's too small for it. Uh, <laughs> I'm also not as, as huge of a Lynch fan as you are. I know, I know you're a, you're a damn diehard and I fully expected it to be your number one. I was like, number one, Mulholland, number two, old boy. <laughs> After that, it's, it's going to be a little, a little muddy. Um, I thought hot fuzz might crack, crack those two, to be honest with you. But, mm-hmm. um, 
It was close. Yeah. It was close. It was. All righty. Um, bottoms. bottoms. How, how many times have you seen this now? Just twice? Just twice, yeah. Okay, I okay. saw a world premiere um, <laughs> at South by and then like last week <laughs> when it when it finally expanded here. Was there a Q&A when you watched it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that um, like? It was cool. A lot of not great questions, to be honest. Um, <laughs> like somebody asked why they called it Bottoms. And I was like, it's <laughs> pretty self-evident. <laughs> like, um, Somebody else asked, like, oh, what did you think when you, when you read the script? And everybody's like, it was great. I laughed so hard. And like, it wasn't really any, <laughs> any hard-hitting details. Um, but, I mean, it was, it was super cool to see... Um, Rachel Sennett and Ao Adebri and Emma Seligman just like banter off each other. Um, even like expanded, uh, the whole Fight Club was there doing it too, which was which was cool. cool. Um, a lot of like first time actors, they were all like nervous and super excited. It was it was a great experience and, awesome. and a great crowd. The crowd was fucking roaring with laughter the whole time on that thing. Very cool. Um, very cool. Yeah. Um, so I know you've been already talking about this movie for a while, but after having yeah. seen it twice, after going through the the Q and A, like, what are your, how do you feel about bottoms generally? That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what if I had just like hated it the second time? Um, no, I love this movie. I think it's. I'll have to rewatch Barbie and see how the rest of the year plays out. But I think it's still a very strong contender for for my favorite movie of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just got so much heart. It's so much fun. Uh, every I'm a sucker for like little jokes that are just like in the background on a poster or like coming through the announcements or something. And this like knocks it out of the park with those. Um, it feels like the super bad-esque loser comedy that I've been, like, waiting for with this 2000s resurgence between, like, music and movies. Uh, I felt like it was only a matter of time until somebody knocked it out of the park. Um, we kind of got it with Book Smart, but this is, like, I don't know. It's kind of another league for me. Um, I think yeah. the, the cast is fucking incredible. The writing is incredible. I think... Uh, Emma and Rachel absolutely destroyed the script. I think we're in the year of Ao Adibri, and she fucking nailed it again. Um, she's the only reason I'll probably see theater camp just to like see how good she was this year. Um, and she be teaching. But even yeah, yeah, true, true. <laughs> I didn't see the machine, so I got to get something from him. Yeah. Um, even down to like the smallest roles, like. Marshawn Lynch fucking kills it. Yeah. Um, I laughed every time he was on screen without fail. But like down to like Tim, the the jock who's trying to protect his boy Jeff, like he knocks it out of the park. Jeff kills it. Everybody in the Fight Club kills it. It's just like top to bottom, such a fun, heartfelt, entertaining movie. Uh, it's a it's a beautiful satire on 2000 cinema a beautiful love letter to 2000 cinema um but also like hits that 
horny loser comedy perfectly beat for beat it, it falls into what it's making fun of uh and nails it it's it's just great the soundtrack's great um the cinematography's fine but they play a lot with um like wide shots and then they pack the wide shot with like jokes gags something funny like it's uh, you're looking around the screen and like giggling to yourself the whole time but um yeah it's it's amazing i love this movie <laughs> i know you do uh, <laughs> <surprise>. <laughs> um, yeah i i i really like emma seligman and rachel Sennett as a team i mm-hmm. was not like as like uh floored by shiva baby as everybody else was but i yeah. did appreciate what they were trying to do and i really um i really came around on on rachel Sennett uh with bodies 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 mm-hmm. um and so i was very excited to see seligman take a more something a little more abstract and weird um uh and try to create a story that was that was very very silly and um uh and of course like i'm, I'm the biggest Debbie fan um mm-hmm. i was very very happy to learn that marshawn lynch was in this movie i didn't know he was in this movie until i saw the poster so i was like hell yeah <laughs> um, um i had seen ruby cruz and uh mayor of east town which is a very good hbo show but um for me she was one of the biggest standouts as hazel in this movie i uh really enjoyed hazel as a character um and yeah i agree it's it's really fucking funny really fucking silly i think the movie um really takes a lot of inspiration from uh stuff like bring it on which is so over the top that um you you just embrace how over the top it is right away um i think um it kind of has this uh because because some of the jokes are so absurd it has this really fun like oddball uh kind of vibe to it which i really liked um and i think part of why it works is because everybody just really doesn't know that they're like every character is like so seriously played and so seriously directed like tim uh played by miles fowler who like i think is crying real tears in some of these scenes like i was like what dude (laughs) like even even when you know the few times i don't laugh at his jokes like i'm still like okay okay let's go um uh havana rose lou who i've never seen before in a film uh I totally believe that she's Isabel and uh, same with Kaya Gerber as Brittany, um, the object of our protagonists affection, the objects of their affection. Um, I, I, um, I do wish the fighting was better and I know I'm, (laughs) a snob when it comes to uh, action st- action scenes and stunts and choreography. But I think for a movie that really wants to lean hard into the absurdity, um, I think they should have gone more cartoonish with it. I really wish the stunts were filmed better so that we could see more of the hit. Um, 
I, I think they get there a little bit, like with the sword and with the bomb. Uh, I think, like, wow, that was great. Uh, good, good for you. Um, but I wanted to see more blood. I wanted to see more bruises. I wanted to see broken bones. I wanted to see a bone sticking out of someone's arm. I wanted to see someone. I wanted to see a lot more, especially if you, if that's the main marketing thing is like lesbians starting a fight club. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I really, that, um, that's mainly my thing. Um, I also think that there were times where I, I felt like the, the, the political messaging and the silliness and the time period didn't line up super well. Um, because they're using some lingo that we didn't even start using until the Me Too movement. And they're using some terms that, and, and, and like, I get it. Like this is supposed to not really be the two thousands. This is just an absurd like version of those yeah. comedies that we grew up with and those comedies that we love. So I'm not holding that against them. Uh, but for me, like I, I just, it, it, it kind of, it makes me want to watch it again, if anything, because I, I didn't, I, I, I felt like I was, uh, I had my, f- I had two different feet in two different pools, at two different temperatures, and so um, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it makes the movie bad or makes the movie worse. I still really enjoy this movie and really want to watch it again, and I'll probably buy it on Blu-ray, um, just because it's so crazy and weird and fun. Uh, so yeah, nothing, no, no, no major issues, but I do. Um, have those things to pick with it. Um, love Marshawn Lynch. Uh, yeah, in the movie, <laughs> uh, and I and I love Rachel Sennett as well. I, I I think PJ is such an unredeemable asshole that like mm-hmm. only she could make me like uh, root for her a little bit in the end. Um, so it was it, yeah, I had a great time. I'm glad it lived up to the hype that you built up. <laughs> me too. For, for so I was getting worried. <laughs> I was getting worried I overdid it. No, you're um, good. You're good. You're good. Um, yeah, you touched on what I what I think is the biggest flaw of the movie, and that is the the fights and the, yeah. the the violence. I they cut away from like every punch, every kick. It's like just see no part of it. Um and it doesn't doesn't have like the the bite that it needs to for sure. Um, I think I giggle enough that I look past it and it doesn't detract too much. Um, but especially when the fight club is starting, uh, especially that first punch, um, when Josie hits PJ, uh, <laughs> I want like, I want to just see like medium wide fucking laser out <laughs> like <laughs> blood starts. Like, I just want to see the whole thing. Um, but they cut away and, um, the, the blood when she, when PJ pops back up is, is good. And I think like the makeup in this, um, makes some of the hits believable. Um, and some of the action later on, like the big brawl with the, the other football team, um, you mentioned the sword, I think it does make up for it, but in the fight club itself, none of the, none of the hits really, really carry weight for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and especially because the movie pays so much homage to Fight Club, like mm-hmm. and mentions it as if the movie exists in the world of Bottoms, um, yeah. I, I I really wish that they, um, you know, like you could you could uh, 
you could you could actually like do a really fun reference to to Bob from Fight Club or do a fun reference to Jared Leto in Fight Club or do something yeah. interesting with the with the violence that makes it more more Looney Tooney. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be like gross, but um, you know, lean into the absurdity of it. I think, and don't just make it. Yeah. Because because I like that they start out like awkward. I don't really know how to yeah, throw yeah. a punch, which is good. But eh, I want more. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. I. Uh. Did... Sorry. I, <laughs> I, sc- I scroll away from my notes for one second. Um, you mentioned uh, uh, Miles Fowler and Marshawn Lynch as uh, standouts um, for you in the supporting cast. Um, mm-hmm. How do you, I guess, interpret the way uh males are represented in this movie and uh how like how does it help you how does it help your enjoyment of the movie um it's it's very interesting um because watching this before i saw barbie and after i saw barbie because i feel like there's a lot of links between jeff and ken (laughs) and like the portrayal of like masculinity and like this idolized man um, but I, but I think you do also learn more from Mr. G and Tim. Um, I, I like the backstory of Marshawn Lynch joining this movie. Um, he, he agreed to it because he had a real negative reaction when his sister came out as a lesbian. Um, he since like turned it around. He like gave her away at the wedding and all that. Um, but this was like him, like kind of writing that wrong. Uh, and I think you see it in that character. I think, I don't think he starts off as like a bigot, but I don't think he is an ally either. And then like, by the end, he, he kind of comes around. He's like, yeah, women should learn to like defend themselves and all the, all this other, like gays do matter. Um, and, and so I think his, um, his transformation is, says a lot. But I also, I don't think this this movie is trying to say too much uh, about men and masculinity. I just don't think it's like really about that. Um, and, and so I'm just curious to hear if you picked up on more on it because I, I don't know. They, they kind of all come off as like just cartoony representations of like men in media more than men in 2023 you know for sure um yeah and i i don't think there's anything wrong with being cartoony especially with jeff and tim and the rest of the football team and whoever the hell was in the yeah. uh the cage um <laughs> yeah dude, that the motherfucker was scary <laughs> <laughs> uh the principal as well i felt like they were going for a more cartoonish thing um but i feel like with mr g they were actually trying to kind of address the way that uh, the way that um, um, feminism resonates with its allies, I think in him, I think in him, they were trying to address like the larger uh, picture of yeah. uh, of female empowerment. 
um, while also making fun of a man who's been scorned by his ex-wife. Um, I think uh, for me, the, the, the thing that like uh, seals the deal on his character and like really uh, the thing that I loved about it was when they're playing complicated, uh, by the way, also <laughs> uh, iconic, like 2000s pop thing. Yeah. Uh, as soon as the, the, the beat drops on the chorus, he crosses out the word feminism on the board. Like, <laughs> I think that was just, that, that was just like, yeah, that's exactly what this movie was building uh-huh. to is this, this fantastic uh, shot. Uh, so funny. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I I love that it's in here, you know, in a movie that's not super that that's that's intentionally trying to be stupid, intentionally trying to be silly. That there's this uh, other layer of, um, you know, we should like saying that like in some ways we do we we fail the allies and we fail the people who support us um, sometimes, and so um, I, um, you know. Although I do wish that those elements came together a little bit smoother, I, I really, really like that about his character. For the football players, I feel like I still don't understand what they're what exactly they're symbolizing, <laughs> but yeah. be, because they're so silly and funny, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. And the performances mm-hmm. are really like over the top, and you know Jeff crying when his kneecap gets touched by the bumper is so good. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, uh, I love. I, I also love that they never take the uniforms off. Um, no. <laughs> and the uniform just says Jeff, too. <laughs> not when Tim's sneaking around and spying on them, he's in his full uniform. He's in full pads, too. Not even just the jersey. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to those guys for being able to deal with the sweat. Um, yeah. Yeah, those, those were cool. Um, what'd you think about uh, what what are some thoughts you have about uh, Isabel and Brittany? Um, I'm curious to hear what you think about their characterizations, especially on the rewatch. Mm-hmm. I I love them. I I think um, I think Brittany especially being like the mean girl, um, but her her saying like, uh, "Oh, I'm just an accessory. I just go along with whatever <laughs> whatever she does." Um, it it's. I don't know. It's goofy, but it's also like kind of profound for like just high school attitudes. Like your whole identity is just like finding friends and latching onto them and like whatever they do, you do. And there's not like any independence, at least, <laughs> at least in my experiences. Um, and, and so I love that dynamic between them. I think Isabel has so much heart, um, especially like, I don't know, the way she delivers some of the goofiest lines um, is like, it feels so sentimental, but it like <laughs> is not. Like when they're in the car um, right before they blow up Jeff's car and she's like, I really appreciate how you do violence for me. It's, it's one of my love languages. <laughs> like, it's, it's just so good. Um, but I love that, that they have those like, um, the pretty cheerleader unattainable types, but they kind of like break down Isabel a lot um, and then make her like a more accessible human being, uh, especially to Josie. And um, that kiss is so fucking triumphant too. Um, yeah. I, I, I love that they, that they 
play those stereotypes that we see in horny teenage high school movies. Um, but they kind of, I don't know, they, they humanize them more, particularly Isabel more. Um, I like it. Yeah, I agree as well. I, um, I definitely came around on, on both of them, uh, especially as they were, as they started to feel more real. Um, but I also like, I think they were perfectly cast cause they're just, you know, the way they're shot, the way they're costumed, the way they're made up is just ridiculously hot compared to literally everybody else on screen. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think, uh, it's just, yeah, it, 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 it works super well. It makes you kind of, you know, even though the, the protagonists are doing this really shitty thing, you, you get it get it mm-hmm. and so it's like, <laughs> uh, uh speaking of the protagonists uh we got pj pj and josie um these childhood friends who are trying so hard so hard to lose their virginity um mm-hmm. uh yeah i i really really um liked them especially in the beginning i think they're just such a fantastic like uh, good cop, bad cop, or uh, kind of weird, yeah, weird lesbian, good cop, bad cop. But they're both super nerdy. They're both yeah. so uh, <laughs> they're they're both so like um, yeah, just the quintessential of that archetype in teen movies. This person who is uh, unattractive, untalented, has no prospects, has no vision for the future, and at the same time is, you know, plays the victim and uh, blames everybody else for it. Um, and I, uh, so I, I, I like that they both go through things to uh, make them, uh, or I like that uh, Josie goes through a lot to kind of make her, you know, realize herself and, and become more um, uh, self-aware and also, uh, you know, try to do a good thing in the end. PJ, I, I the, the, root for. <laughs> but that's good. I don't have to root for, her, but I don't yeah. root for. Her. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't root for her, and I wonder. Like, I just feel bad because she did. She she really like fucked over Hazel, and then doesn't really earn that kiss in the end. I know it's to, to distract everybody, but they they clearly end up liking it. Um, by the by the end of the movie, and so it's like I don't know how how to feel about that because Hazel is played as like such a pure like angel, and then um, PJ is is uh, not that it's it, it feels it feels like a weird ending for the character, but also uh, I don't know. Senate's just so funny that like I don't even <laughs> it's yeah. not even that much of an issue for me. I just think it's interesting. Yeah, I think I think it does work purely because of her charisma as PJ. I think I think that's it. Like you like her enough that you're like, okay, yeah, they they get they get away with this. Um and it's like for the greater good of the team and she's she's saving Jeff the mortal out of me or whatever. Um and so it's I don't know. I buy into it a little bit, but I do agree it's kind of a weak point. I think she does like some very fucked up shit throughout the movie, especially to Hazel, but like not just to Hazel, like her intentions are evil the entire time. Um, and there's really no 
repercussions besides like light public shaming, which puts them back to where they already were in like the social standing of the school. Um, and so like, I do, I do think she gets off easy. Um, but I, I still also like that moment. <laughs> like it, it also kind of like works for me. Um, especially when it's like toward the end and the like teacher announcing the game is like enough with the lesbian parade. Where's the football? <laughs> it just like goes back to like hyper masculine rage, um, is, is a funny ending there. Um, but, but I do agree. Uh, I, th I think it's not as earned as it could be. Um, but as far as the leads go, I, yeah, I think they're perfect. I think it's perfect casting. I think their banter, um, it feels, uh, improvised. I don't know how much of it is, but a lot of it feels like just the actors getting into character and, and bantering with each other. Um, and, and you need that, you need that to like buy into that they're childhood friends, that they know everything about each other and have grown up together and, um, all that it's, it, it works. I think, I think it's perfect casting. Um, I love that in this world, they don't accept them not because they're gay, but because they're gay and untalented. I think it's <laughs> hilarious. And I think it's a, a perfect update to like queer cinema in, in 2023. They're like, yeah, we, we've accepted like homosexuality, but if you're ugly, if you're untalented, then get out. Then I, and I think it's so hilarious. And I think it, it just adds to the absurdity of the film uh, time and time again throughout. Um, you did mention Hazel was a big standout for you um, as, as a character and as, as a performance from Ruby Cruz. Um, what, what, what stands out? <laughs> I think the sincerity of it. Um, I think, uh, it's something that I definitely wasn't expecting out of this movie. Cause I think Hazel is like the, the symbol of how this fight club, this weird fight club thing could actually work and could actually like help, uh, and is therapeutic. Um, I, I know that she's, I, 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 because I know 2000s movies, I know that she's going to get burned in the third act or at the end of the second act. And so I, I feel that dread throughout. Um, I have a feeling that she's going to get the worst beating and then she does. Uh, and so I, and yeah, I, 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 I like the sincerity of Cruz's performance. Um, I, I think it was just really well done. Um, and, uh, and, and they're able to, I think, speak to some of the issues that they're talking about through her character without, you know, being, without saying it out loud. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of why I, I really, um, I don't know, so just that's why that character st stuck out to me. Um, and it makes me wonder, like, uh, to, like, what, like maybe the, like what could have been cut out of the movie like maybe there were other scenes in here that that uh pay off the ending with uh with the protagonist and with hazel and with the villains um but i i, I yeah I, I i like her her place in the movie and i i definitely wasn't expecting a character like that and um mm -hmm. I'm, I'm glad that uh yeah yeah 
Yeah, she plays a, a great, like, ignored voice of reason at <laughs> a lot of times, too. But then, like, her words get, like, misused by PJ, especially. Like, <laughs> there was a line where she's, I don't remember exactly, but she says, like, oh, it would actually be good to, like, have self-defense and, like, bring people together and stuff. And then when she's pitching it to Mr. G, she, like, rips off what she says exactly, but, like... Yeah. Not not for the right reason. And so she she is a, a great like morality check for the leads. Um and I and I think her and PJ are, are perfect opposites for, for a lot of the film too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um any other notes you have on bottoms? Um not really. Um another another big shout out to like whoever made the posters, whether it was production design or, or Emma Seligman or Rachel Sennett and the writing team or whoever, everything is so funny, dude. Handing out flyers that says, get horny, it's game day with a picture of <laughs> Jeff in a jock strap is amazing. There's one yeah. time where they like back from a close up on a poster that says you're prettier when you smile, he might be watching you right now. And then they just like go down the hall and have like a hall walk type scene. Um, everything is so hilarious. Marshawn Lynch's divorced and happy porno mag <laughs> got me laughing so hard twice. Um, yeah. I, I just love all the little little bits in this in this film so much yeah it's very very well designed um mm -hmm. by the entire team um cool 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 well that was bottoms folks uh go check it out i think it's probably still playing i don't know um but still yeah it, it, it should be um it was released in on august 25th so They'll probably be there for another week, so please go check it out if you haven't already. It's a really good time, really funny stuff. Um, and yeah, uh, we love you. Goodbye. Bye.